You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Guys' mindset, I think. I think that's where it starts. Just uh, guys having the right mindset out here at practice, and then just transferring it over to the game. You know, it's uh, not the easiest thing in the world, but just making the practice execution become game reality. I mean, that's what we're trying to do, and it's going to happen here. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, it's Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number two of the show. We are at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge, our Monday night football spot. A little earlier than usual as we're preparing for Monday night football, the Packers and the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. Join us now on the phone lines to talk a little Packers. Give us our final preview of the team coming in as our good friend Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers, on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. And Peter, thanks so much for your time. It's always great catching up with you, my man. And off top, man, Aaron Jones, I thought he was going to be a, a go. I th- really thought he was going to have bigger workload than he had last week, but it looks like he's going to be out tonight how big of a blow is that for the Packers offense yeah I just want to know if I can get some jewelry out of this my wife <laughs> you guys have got the jewelry sponsor going all that good stuff um I, I'm mostly I'm mostly deflecting because this was a bit of a surprise uh I think um he, he played 10 days ago against the Detroit Lions got limited snaps but, but played um and then 10 days later practiced this whole time practiced all week albeit in a limited fashion and so this is this is actually pretty surprising um, that that he becomes this late scratch here. Uh, Patrick Taylor elevated to the 53-man roster, ran out of um, practice squad elevation, so the Packers are going to have to bring him up. He's someone who mostly contributes on special teams. I don't expect him to be a big part of this run game. What the Packers are going to have to do is you know use AJ, use AJ Dillon, who has not been up to the level of play that that we're used to seeing from him in years past. Certainly 2021, he was terrific. As a compliment to Aaron Jones in 2022, he was a slow starter and ended up being a pretty good secondary running back. This year, he just looks like he's running in concrete shoes, and I don't, I, I don't have a good explanation for it. Part of it is um, he excels more on power runs, gap runs, and the Packers do just do not have the offensive line for that. They prioritize pass protection. They prioritize athleticism, and so they are more outside zone type offensive lineman, whereas A.J. Dillon is more of a, as I said, power and gap uh, runner. That's just a, a, a problem. Um, and so that has caused them to basically just not run. They, they pretty much didn't even try to run on Detroit last week. I'll be interested to see um, if, they, if they try a little bit more against Las Vegas um, because this is a, a passing defense that struggles. And so they might just say, hey, Christian Watson's back. He's full go. No injury designation this week. It's time to just light these boys up and, and see what Jordan Love has on pri- in prime time. Yeah, and that's that's something I've been talking about quite a bit throughout the course of the week is the fact that the Packers will attempt deep shots, and he's connected on like nine of them, right, 30-plus yards, and then he's also been able to draw a lot of pass interference penalties. How much or how big of a part of the uh, the, the uh, Packers' offense is the deep ball? Uh, this, this is part of what Matt LaFleur wants to do. And, and Aaron Rodgers, of course, wanted to push the ball down the field but what we saw last year in particular was an offense that was, to borrow a basketball analogy, it was all layups and threes. So it was either throws within two yards of the line of scrimmage, screens, RPOs, those kinds of things, or it was deep shots. And if you ask Packer fans, they were, they were so sick on third and one of Aaron <laughs> Rodgers trying to take shots down the field. Um, but Jordan Love has a top three average depth of target this year. All of the middle of the field 
um, you know, big digs and, and deep overs and crossing routes that, that are in this offense, this Shanahan tree offense, that the Packers couldn't run or didn't run because Aaron Rodgers didn't really like those concepts. They're in the playbook this year, and they are letting Jordan love. I, mean, I think there is so much signal cue, um, and, and I'm sure you've seen this over the years with the different quarterbacks, seeing the difference this year with Jimmy G versus Derek Carr. What they ask their quarterback to do is a reflection, usually, of what they think the quarterback can do. Yeah. And so Jordan Love pushing the ball down the field is a reflection of their belief that they can create these big plays. And it's not just off play action. It is it is the drop-back game. It is um, the, the rollout game. And, and so I actually, if, if I have any criticism of this offense, it's, I'd like to see them build in a couple easier throws because they're asking Jordan Love, to go out and just carry this offense. And right now with all the rookie pass catchers, it's just really tough. Peter Bukowski is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Let me ask you about Jordan Love. I actually got into a really good conversation with some Packer fans last night about Jordan Love and is he the guy, isn't he the guy? And it's like a split, it was a split opinion. One person, yeah, he's no doubt the guy because this, that, and the other. And then others like, yeah, I still kind of want to wait and see. It's only been four games. So from your vantage point, where is he at as far as potentially being the franchise quarterback there? So I thought it was really interesting. Michael Urban was on Colin Cowherd this morning, and he said the Packers have the guy, that, that okay. Jordan Love is him, basically. Yeah. And I, was, I, I had not heard a national voice um, speak in such certain terms about Jordan Love. But here's what I'll say, Q. I, I said on Locked on Packers uh, last week now that if, they gave Jordan, if nothing changed about Jordan Love's level of play over the course of this season, he has shown me enough in flashes, coming back from 17 down against the Saints in the fourth quarter to win and, and showing no, no give up against the Lions, getting pressured on over 40% of his dropbacks. And in the second half, the blocking did not get any better. Jordan Love just played better and made some throws with guys in his face about to get drilled fourth and nine in the red zone. You throw a strike to Romeo Dobbs for a first down. I've seen enough that if they gave him at the end of the year Nothing changes. He keeps playing like this. And they give him the Daniel Jones contract. He would not phase me one bit. And so is he right now ready to be in that Herbert Allen Mahomes conversation? No. Do I think he has the, the talent to get there? Yes. And so am I willing to bet on that talent right now? Yes. Because he, is, he has proven to me he doesn't suck. He just doesn't. He's not, he's not a bad quarterback. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the first bar that you got to clear, right? And then it's, okay, where can you get to? And he has got to be consistent, but that upside, he's shown enough of that upside for me to say, okay, find a little bit more consistency, and there's, there's some special there. What has been, in your opinion, the main struggle for the Packers not scoring a lot in the first half, like having to be a second-half team? It is hard to make sense of, Q, because <laughs> they've been the best third-quarter offense in the league. Right. And so it's like, okay, if – if you can come out with a game plan in the second half and make adjustments, and halftime adjustments are the most overrated thing in sports, but like if you can come out and, and make some tweaks, then why can't you start the game that way? And, and I think part of it is back to this earlier discussion about wanting to push the ball down the field. If you go back to the preseason, watch the way that they use Jordan Love. It is kind of delicate, kind of first-time quarterback vibes, all the things you would expect of a first-year starter. Little play action, little dump off, little designated read. Okay, here's a shot play, and they're just not doing that to start games now. And I don't understand why. Part of it is they can't run the ball. Right. Thirty first 
in, in running, um, in terms of yards per game, in terms of DVOA, all the, all the metrics say this is a trash run team. Um, the only team that's worse is Las Vegas. So this is, <laughs> as we said on our crossover shows this week, this is a pillow fight at the line of scrimmage on Monday night. Yeah. Um, if they could run, that would really help. Um, but I think they could find some more layups and gimmies for, for Jordan Love, and, and that would help. What about that that run defense? Because they have struggled, and as you mentioned, the Raiders haven't been able to run, right? The Raiders' run game has been bad, but the Packers' run defense has been bad. So which one do you think will break first tonight? Do you think the defense will step up, or do you think the offense has a chance to get going? Yeah, it's that, it's that old movable object against the stoppable force. Right. Uh, it, it is It is who who can just be slightly less cheeks than they've been all season. That is right. the question, right? Yeah. And so I, I think when I look at – uh, these two sides, you go, okay, who has had more success recently? And the answer is Las Vegas, right? Josh Jacobs led the NFL in rushing just a season ago. So if I'm going to say, okay, if, if these two teams find their, their, you know, their high watermark, who's the best? Right. It's the Raiders easily. Um, and so that, if you're a Packers fan, is what makes you worried about a game like this. Like this is the ultimate get-right spot for someone like Josh Jacobs because the Packers just have not been able to successfully stop the run I don't know, since Kurt Shermer was the defensive coordinator and Reggie White was playing defensive end. Jeez, that's a while. That's been, that's been a minute. You know, so, so with that being said, how much pressure is there on Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, to get this right? I mean, is there any chance that they can move on from him in season? I don't think in season. I think one of the reasons why they kept Joe Barry uh, after last season was precisely because they did not want to appear to be turning through defensive coordinators. You know, Matt LaFleur shows up. In 2019, they keep Mike Patton, um, and, and they get blown out in the NFC Championship game by the 49ers because they can't stop the run. Right. Um, in 2020, they go out, and, and Tom Brady lights them up at home at Lambeau Field. Um, and so Mike Patton, he's shown the door. You, you hire Joe, uh, Joe Barry. Now Joe Barry struggled in 2021. Um, now they, they didn't lose the playoff game because of him. They lost because of special teams. Um, peed down their legs. And then in 2022, you have this, this run defense problem uh, persist. I think the only reason they didn't make a move is just to sort of see, okay, let's give this guy a chance. And then this is the offseason. This is the offseason to make that move because I think this offseason for Green Bay is when they say, look, uh, it's time to go. If, if Jordan Love is our guy, it's time to move our chips in. They're going to have some cap space. Sign a player or two. You've got the extra draft pick from the Jets. Try and push some chips in. Maybe go and convince Jim Leonard, who, who said no the last time. Stayed in college, thought he was going to get the Wisconsin head coaching job. Didn't. Maybe he's more amenable to that to that opportunity this time around. Um, I don't think in season, but I think off season could certainly be a thing. Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers, is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness, getting you ready for tonight's Monday Night Football game, Week Five, closing it out. Packers and Raiders, Allegiant Stadium. How much do you anticipate to see good friends Jair Alexander and Devontae Adams squared up against each other? So interestingly, the Packers have played among the the fewest snaps of man coverage so far this season, despite Joe Barry insisting and Russell Douglas insisting they were going to play more man coverage. Um, but Jair does consistently line up to the side of the number one receiver. So even when they're in zone, you're going to see a lot of Devontae Adams matched up against Jair Alexander. And so how does Josh McDaniels take advantage of that? I think that is uh, something that remains to be seen. And I think more, um, more importantly, how does Jimmy Garoppolo take advantage? Jimmy Garoppolo has just not looked great so far this season, right. um, especially when he's pressured. I saw the, the pressure stats he's completing 
Uh, less than 40% of his passes under pressure for a 4.4 yards per attempt when pressure. That is, that's brutal numbers. Yeah. And Rashawn Gary right now is the most effective person at pass rusher in the NFL. Ahead of Miles Garrett, ahead of T.J. Watt, ahead of Micah Parsons, ahead of all those dudes. It's Rashawn Gary. He's fully healthy. Um, the Packers actually released one of the backups, Justin Holland, um, in a signal today, in a signal that Rashawn Gary is ready to go full bore. And so I think that's, um, that's bad news for Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Well, I'll tell you, man, it's, it's been a struggle for the Raiders to score points. They haven't scored over 20 points yet in a game uh, this season, which, uh, again, I look at all the weapons that they have, and I say, how is that even possible? But apparently it is. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what team shows up with the silver and black and what defense shows up for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, final question for you, as far as the Packers, what they have to do to win this game, what would you say it is? Um, I would say it is, hmm, what, what, win the line of scrimmage. Okay. In the line of scrimmage on both sides. They, the, yeah. the Lions uh, questioned their manhood last Thursday. <laughs> they, 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 the one word, what is the one thing, the one word you do not want to hear as a football team, Q? Soft. Yeah, you're that soft. That's the word. Yeah. That, that is, you could use any other word, but that's the word. And so that was, that was the word that we were using coming out of Thursday night. My hope for the Packers is they've heard that that they've internalized that, and they are not going to let anyone say that about them on Monday night. Win the battle in the trenches. It doesn't matter. In the year of our Lord, 2023, football's been around over 100 years. You still have to win at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you do. And Matt LaFleur was very angry after that game against the Lions on that Thursday well, night. How do you think they react? That, that guy doesn't normally get that fired up, but he was no. super heated. I loved it. I loved it, Q. And, and one of the reasons why I did is I think this is a team that fits so well what he does well he is a terrific teacher he is and and this was this was him this was Matt LaFleur the motivator I think he had to be a little bit more careful when Aaron Rodgers was there they had a ton of veterans Darius Smith and Preston Smith and David Bakhtiari and Mason Crosby the, the players could handle it this is a young team and that is right in Matt LaFleur's wheelhouse give him a chance to be a teacher to be a motivator and I think he, that is when he's going to be the, the best version of himself he was a pretty damn good coach with all those veterans they couldn't stop winning 13 games for the first three seasons that he was there. Um, and, and now he's got a team that, that better fits him. I think um, I think they're going to respond in a big way tonight. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Monday Night Football, all eyes will be on Allegiant Stadium tonight as week five of the season gets wrapped up. Peter, great stuff as always, my man. What are you working on? I know you're writing and you're doing podcasts. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Well, Locked on Packers, uh, Monday through Friday, of course, will be live on YouTube after the game. Um, the Leap.Football is uh, the, the daily newsletter. Mondays are always free. Nice. Uh, so we have a free newsletter out there right now. You can go subscribe there. And then, of course, Locked on Sports today is our all-sports show. Um, it's, the biggest stories in under, it's the biggest stories in sports in under 20 minutes. Get it wherever you get podcasts. Nice. I like it. I like it. Always grinding. That's Peter Bukowski, always grinding, man. Thanks so much for your time, my man. I appreciate you. We'll talk soon. All right, Q. All right, my man, there he goes. Peter Bukowski, great job. Host of Locked On Packers, does a lot of different uh, writings and podcasts and does a great job with all of it. Definitely appreciate him and his time this afternoon. One fifteen is the time. We're here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com. Text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Of course, we're starting to show a little bit early today. We're going 12-3. to 3. Then we'll pass the sticks on to JT and Eric Allen, who are at Allegiant Stadium. They'll be at the Torch like they always are for the official pregame show. They'll lead you all the way up to kickoff with Lincoln Kennedy and Jason Horowitz on the call. Raiders, Packers, Monday night football action. We got some texts that I want to get to, and I will, but before we do that, uh, we had a chance last week to get 
folks hooked up with some winning thanks to Boyd Gaming, the official uh, gaming partner of the Las Vegas Raiders. We've done this a couple times now, the, the, the fun day, Friday type situation with Boyd where we get you uh, registered by, by hooking you up with some free bowling, and then on top of that, you get a chance to win some tickets uh, to the Raiders home game. And so the tickets that we're giving out are the Raiders and the Patriots, which is next Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. And so we had a winner. I was able to catch up with him earlier today. Our guy, Mark, here was that conversation. Hello. Hey, is this Mark? Yes. Mark, how you doing today? All right. <laughs> Probably wondering, what the hell am I signing up for? What's this guy calling me for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Q from Raider Nation Radio 920. What's up, Q? Chilling. That means I'm a winner. <laughs> yeah, man, it, that does mean you're a winner. You got uh, you got hooked up with a pair of tickets to go to the, the Raiders-Patriots game on October 15th, thanks to Boyd Gaming. Nice. You got qualified on Unnecessary Roughness, as a matter of fact, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Be like Oprah. You're a winner. You're a winner. I'm a winner. <laughs> winners are winners. We always want to have right. winners on the show. There you go. <laughs> We're going to get you hooked up with a pair of tickets uh, to the Patriots game. That's obviously next week. Uh, also, uh, what do you think about tonight's game, man? I got to get to your thoughts on the, the Packers or Raiders game. Well, tonight, um, we have to score in the second and third. We have to uh, control the first half, and our defense has to play like they've been playing uh, last week, the whole game. All right. Sounds good. Well, hopefully they get the dub tonight. And then, again, like I said, man, you're getting hooked up with a pair of tickets to go see the Raiders and Patriots game on the 15th at Allegiant Stadium. Thanks to Boyd Gaming, the official uh, gaming partner of the Raiders. So uh, there you go, man. Just for listening to the station, you're getting hooked up. All right. Thank you. There he goes right there. That was a quick conversation that I had with Mark a little earlier today. He won a pair of tickets to next week's game, Raiders and Patriots, thanks to Boyd Gaming. It's just that simple. Right, you listen to the station, you call us, we get you hooked up, and then we get you hooked up even more. So uh, Mark will be in Allegiant Stadium next week, and, of course, there will be plenty of Raider Nation in the building as well. We probably have more winning on the way as well because that's just what we do. We like winners, especially on this show. Uh, anytime you get registered, you get in to win on this show, there's always a good chance that you, you're going to win the grand prize because, well, this is just what this show does, right? We, we, uh, we like winners. We don't, we don't go for those that aren't winning. We, we, we are all about winning. I'm going to need the Raiders to take a page out of Unnecessary Roughness's book. <laughs> start, start having that winning mentality all the time. Winners, winners, winners. So many thanks to Mark. We definitely appreciate him. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to Raider Rondez. Raider Ron, what's on your mind? What's up, Q? How you doing, man? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. How are you? Uh, hopefully I'll be good. We'll see <laughs> tonight, though. Um, you know, um, I just want the run game to show up. You know, hopefully... I feel like the first four weeks has been our preseason, you know, like this, this new quarterback, you know, J.J. missed training camp, the O-line, hopefully they'll get it figured out tonight. But I, I also want to see some easy passes, you know, give give Michael Mayer a little a little comeback route, you know, a little 10-yard 10, comeback, give Hunter Renfro a little five-yard uh, whip route, something, man. We need to get more of our players involved. You know, it's just it's maddening, like you said, you know, I don't know how this offense is not scoring more than not 20 points a game because we got these players and hopefully just Jimmy got time to settle down. You know, he, he's from Chicago and he said himself he hates the Packers. So hopefully <laughs> he gets in his own, you know, grill and, you know, comes out with that dog mentality tonight, you know, because we need it, man. I'm tired of losing. I don't, I'm not going to the game tonight, but I hope that, you know, every member of Raider Nation does tonight leaves happy and those Packers fans that spent all their money and, you know, they leave with the L. You know, because it's, 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 it's do or die right now, you know. 
we got to either show up or, you know, show out. That's, that's where it's got to be because it, I, I don't know where else the season's going to go from here if we lose. You know, it's going to be a long, long, you know, another week till the Patriots game, and who knows what about that one. But we'll see. You know, they they got to play, man. They just got to play. They can't be over analytical and doing too much. You know, just play football. Yep. On paper, you know, we got the better team, I think, I hope. <laughs> You know, but I just want them to play mistake-free football and just do what they do, you know, play football. Like like uh, your last caller said, you know, the game's one of the trenches. Yeah, the absolutely. Boys the big boys, they, they got to win, man. They got to win the battle. They got to win. They got to get push, but we got penetration in Jordan Love's face. That's all I want, man. Take care, crew. Have a hey, great day, man. Let's go Raiders! There you go. Great call, great call. And, yeah, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, it's, again, like I said, with the keys of victory, it's not anything overcomplicated. It really isn't. I mean, it's really just basic football. Protect the ball, win in the trenches, you know, get a little froggy and spread the ball around, right? Let's get some other people involved. Get the run game going. I mean, we, we've heard it so many weeks on top of weeks on top of weeks about what other teams don't do very well that the Raiders could take advantage of, and then they don't go do it. I mean, even even the win against Denver. I mean, I'm, I, look, I'll take a win any way you can get it. They won seventeen to sixteen, and look at what look at what Denver's doing. Look at Denver's. Look at the points that they're giving up. They're giving up so many points per game. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So you know, there's there's always there's always that man. I mean, it's just they've got to be able to do better. There's there's just no doubt they've got to be able to do better, and they've got to be able to score, spread the ball around, protect the ball, protect the ball and protect the ball. So that's that's just, I mean, again, it goes, it really should go without saying, but here we are talking about it. 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, so text line. This was from the 626. Mr. Q, happy Monday. Let's start the week off on the right foot and get a Raider victory. Question, does JT stream the pregame on YouTube? Uh, if not, why not? Go Raiders. Uh, no, he doesn't stream it on YouTube because that's a Compass Media thing. So... You can listen to it if you're in the area or you have uh, what a subscription to Sirius XM Radio, I believe. You can find it on that as well. Uh, when it comes to streaming and actual NFL games, the games or even the pregame show, it's, it's regulated to a certain area. And that's not an us thing. That's the, that's the NFL thing. They have a certain geographic, geoforce fence, whatever that terminology is, that you're able to stream, and then that's it. You're not able to stream outside of the, the local area. So, again, that's a, that's a Compass Media NFL thing. That's not a us thing. So that's why that's not streamed on YouTube or even uh, on, on LVSportsNetwork.com or any of that. And if it is, if you ever click on it in a stream and someone is in trouble, <laughs> right, uh, that's just something that should not happen. I know every once in a while it probably has happened, not with us, but with other radio stations, but it shouldn't. Actually, my, it's funny, my dad was, uh, um, he lives in Wyoming, and he was talking about last year during the playoffs, he said, oh, yeah, I clicked on the, the local ESPN station here, and I was, I was streaming the playoff game, and I was like, oh, yeah, you probably weren't supposed to be doing that. And he said, no, it came in crystal clear. I said, I bet it did. So, uh, yeah, but that's just because someone didn't turn off the stream, and they're supposed to. It's just, again, it's one of those things that, that happens. So that's, that's the answer to that. Uh, as far as the game goes, yeah, definitely want to start it off with a on the right foot with the Raiders' victory. They need to stop that that three-game losing streak. That's that's just too much. It is, and and they're a better team than what they're showing. But again, you are what your record says you are. Right now, 
They're one and three. Uh, this one's from the 707. I think one key is for the players to try not to be affected by the fact that the ticket sales are 50% Packer fans and, again, putting up with not only zero home field advantage but operating on the field like the away team. This has got to be a huge deflator when stepping on your own field each home game after home game. I unfortunately think it speaks about being in Vegas more than it does wins and has got to transfer to the mentality on the field. And, of course, that's an issue as well. Right? I mean, there's, uh, there was a lot of fans of the Steelers last time, the Sunday night game, primetime action, and there's going to be a lot of Packer fans. And I think it's not even 52%. I think it's like 65 to be honest with you. I think it was about 65%, uh, according to Vivid Seats, as far as the, the Packer fans are going to be there. And, yeah, Las Vegas has a ton to do with it. But I promise you, if the Raiders actually won consistently at home, it would be, it'd be different. Yes, there's going to be always fans of the other team here because it is Vegas, and it's a, it's a show. It's a destination location. There's no doubt. But if they ever establish a winning culture at home, it would be different. People would be excited to come to the game. Right now, people are excited to get their money back. And they're going to be willing to sell their tickets to whoever is willing to buy it. And it's easy to say, well, just sell it to Raider fans. Well, well you know what? A Raider fan might not be willing to spend as much money as someone else. So whoever it is, uh, most people don't care what the fan base is when they're selling their tickets. They just want to get the most money in, in return. And so I would never tell someone, well, don't, don't sell this to this person because – Look, man, you deserve to get your money if you want to sell. I mean, you bought bought the tickets. It's, it's up to you to do whatever you want to do with it. And if you can get a bunch of money back, that's, you know, not that I'm a fan of it, not that I'm a fan of seeing the opposing team there, but I get it, right? Everybody has a right to make money if they want to make money. So uh, the, the Raiders got to find a way to win. They've only won 11 games at home in the, begin, in, in the history of Allegiant Stadium. That's not, that's not going to do it. They're like, a, what, 11 and 15, I believe, at home. They just, they just can't do that. They've got to get that thing turned around and, and make it a spot where they regularly win. And other teams will start to think about heading into Allegiant Stadium or even feel like, okay, this is a game that I'm going to go to because I want to go to Vegas and check it out, but there's a good chance that, that my favorite team is going to lose. Right now, fans go in there and they're like, oh, yeah, this is a dub. <laughs> right? There's plenty of Packer fans running around town right now that are like, man, can't wait to see this win tonight. And, and I know because I talked to a bunch of them last night. I was out and about last night, and I had an opportunity to talk to some folks that actually did radio uh, up in Wisconsin, and, and there were some other Packer fans around, and they were telling me, like, man, they feel comfortable. You know, they think that this is an easy dub, an easy dub. Like, they're just going to walk into Elite Stadium and take the, the Raiders' lunch money, and that's not a good way to feel, that it's just going to be an easy dub like that. That's just something that shouldn't happen. Let's go out to uh, Sacramento, California, the 916. Let's talk to our guy Greg from Sacramento. Greg, what's on your mind? Hey, Q, how you doing, my brother? Good to hear, good to talk to you, my brother. Ready yes, sir. Yes, night. sir. Doing well. Yeah, doing man, well. I, want, I, want, I wanted to share with you, too, man. Me and the wife found out we got another baby on the way, so I know we, we shared the other moments, you know, when times get bad, but I wanted to share the good news with you as well. Nice. With you and Ari, my brother. Nice. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you, brother. Hey, I, 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 just want to see, I just want to see one thing. I just want to see the quarterback protect the ball and don't turn it over. Yeah. I mean, I really – that's – the main thing that I want to see on anything, I feel like if when we don't turn the ball over, I mean, we haven't seen it yet this season. But I feel like even these games we've been turning over multiple times, we've still been in those games. I just think it's those between wins and losses, as we all know. So I just want to see a turnover-free game, and I like our chances, man. Go Raiders for Monday night. Nice, nice. Greg, good call, good call. Yeah, that's, that's got to be one of the keys, man. Don't, don't turn the ball over. Protect the ball. They've turned the ball over ten times. And they've only created one turnover. Like that's that somehow that math don't math, right? That's not a, that's not okay. They've got to find a way to protect the ball and hold on to it and and actually be able to have a real possession, right? Real 
like long, lengthy drive. We talk about the run game not get going. We talk about them not scoring points. Well, they can't score points if they don't have the ball, right? So they've got to be able to find a way to do that as well. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to our guy, Houston from L.A. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, hey, what's going on, Q, man? Hey, make a long story short, man. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a painter for the local 1036 union, man, out here in L.A. And so I'm at the job, so I'm making sure. Making sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm geek. I'm geek, man. I'm out here geek, Q. You got to get it, man, because this is going to define a lot. Make a long story short, if you get the dub, which I think you can. Wait a minute. Let me rewind a little bit. Oh, rewind. Like the, all right. Check that. From, from when you said last year, Q, I remember when some cat from Houston, he was like, I don't know if there's another journalist or not, but he was telling you all kind of crazy stuff like, oh, yeah, we're going to confidently win. And oh, yeah. That L. You yep. remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Houston guys. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, so we got to do that again. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Take care, Q. Hey, that's all I want to say, fam. Ready Nation for life. I uh, appreciate you. Great call. Great call. Yeah, I remember that last year. That's the, the Texans guys, uh, the locked-on Texans guys. They were so adamant that they were going to go into Allegiant Stadium and whoop the Raiders, and they were talking mad noise to me on the on the crossover edition. And I just sat there and said, okay, it's all good. I, I never, ever – get upset or fired up about it. I just let them have their moment. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Sounds good. Handle your business. And then, you know, when they take that L, they take that L. And, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. But I want to go back to Greg's call again. Uh, he he, he uh, called and, and said that him and the wife have another baby on the way. Man, I don't, want, I don't want to slide that by. I don't want to slide that by without, again, giving him the proper congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, so he's got another little Raider on the way, right? <laughs> so that's all you got to do. You know the rules. <laughs> you know the rules. Uh, you got to raise them right. But, no, congratulations. That's, that's awesome. Uh, it's always great to see, you know, f- families grow and, and you guys having the opportunity to have your family grow. So uh, thanks so much for calling and sharing that with us, Greg. We definitely do appreciate that. And, you know, maybe the Raiders can get a big dub tonight to help you guys celebrate. Hell, you celebrate the right way, you might have a couple of them babies on the way. I'm just saying. Just throw it out there, right? <laughs> you can always tell when it's good times and when it's not. So, uh, Greg, definitely appreciate you uh, for calling in and sharing the, your thoughts with us. 129 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear from Michael Mayer in the Raiders locker room of Vinny Bonsignor. We'll also hear from Amik Robertson and more. It's 129 at the OYO, the Underground Lounge with Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. I guess. You gotta learn how to take a punch. We got punched in the face tonight, and that's just the reality of it. I'm not shying from we got we got beat up in all phases. I mean, and that's just the reality of it. Like I said, no champion hasn't been battle tested. Sometimes you get knocked down. Sometimes you lose a couple rounds. Sometimes you lose a fight. But it's about how you return after. How do you face adversity? How do you get better? How do you not let this control you? You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Yeah, the Cowboys got punched in the face Sunday Night Football. They got punched in the face multiple times. 49ers beat the brakes off the Cowboys in a game that I expected the Cowboys to be a lot more competitive, even have a chance to win that one. Nope, not so much. They uh, got destroyed from the jump. 
by the 49ers. That was Micah Parsons you heard coming back in, talking about dealing with adversity, getting knocked down and coming back up and standing back up and, and fighting another day. And really it's some advice that the Raiders probably can, could use. As they're currently on a three-game losing streak, they've been punched in the face multiple times, and they need to jump back up and, uh, and, 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 and fight back. And uh, the fight back is tonight against the Packers, Monday Night Football, Allegiant Stadium. What better stage to show your fight than when everybody's watching Monday Night Football action? We've been asking keys to victory. What is it going to take for the Silver and Black to come away with the victory? 702-365-9200. And then also there was a report from Diana Rossini from The Athletic about the Raiders looking for pass rush help across the league. You know, they're not really trying to give up too much draft capital, maybe looking for player-to-player trade. If there's a trade out there that you think the Raiders could make, what would it be? I made a couple suggestions myself, like Brian Burns in Carolina, Daniil Hunter in Minnesota, maybe Derek Barnett, Shaq Lawson, Kerry Hyder. Those are some guys that just come to the top of my head. But if there's somebody out there that you think that they can make a move for, let us know about it again, 702-365-9200. with the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're always here on Monday Night Football, uh, usually from 2 to 5. But since the game is tonight at 5, uh, we had to move everything up. 12 to 3 is the, is the show time and uh, kind of a little pregame. We had a bunch of people here including Fabian, including Black and uh, Silver and Black Panther. Uh, he was here, and multiple other Raider Nation uh, folks were here just a little while ago, hanging out, like I said, pregame and getting ready for tonight's game. And you can come on by. My man Jed actually brought some uh, prizes by, so we have some T-shirts, some koozies. We have some hookup for you, some UNLV tickets. And, you know, we apologize that we didn't have any earlier, but uh, that's just kind of how it shook out. It was something that was, you know, just kind of, Licked over on accident. So no no harm, no foul. But we have the tickets and we have the T-shirts and we have the koozies now. Again, Jed came through like the first of the month, so we definitely appreciate him and his efforts. Uh, going to the WBroke.com text line. This is from the 707. So I think except for the Bills game, we had chances to pull these games out if it wasn't for turnovers, blocking, tackling, and silly penalties. That sounds like a lot of fundamentals right there. So I'm thinking the key to the game is just that, solid fundamentals. That might explain why I'm constantly perplexed as every play develops, offense or defense, why it always looks like the opposing team has 14 players out there and we have nine. It literally looks like that on TV. But it's Monday night, and let's turn things around. That's from the 707. And, yeah, it's it's – it's frustrating because it does look like it's so easy for teams to complete third and long or get up and down the field and get in the end zone. And even when they're struggling to do – like the Packers, for example, they're struggling to score in the first half. The last thing I want to see is be sitting in the press box and all of a sudden they go up and down the field the first couple of drives and they're in the end zone and the Raiders are already playing catch-up. Like that's – it seems like there's always something that happens that the Raiders make another team look good at something that they do. Just like I said, they don't stop the run very well. Well, this will be the day like Josh Jacobs doesn't get any yards rushing, right? Or has a really bad day uh, running the ball. Even the the Bills, the Bills didn't focus in on the run until they played the Raiders, and they went for a buck fifty. The Chargers, they don't really run the ball that well. They went for a buck fifty. Like I mean, just it just seems like everything that the the other team doesn't do well, they do well against the Raiders, and that is the most frustrating thing ever, as far as I'm concerned. Is just seeing them make other teams look good in areas that they're not good at. Robin Oakland hit us up and said, the frustrated part of me says the key to victory is forget that we suck and play like a good team. More seriously, I agree with taking care of the ball and establishing some sort of run game. I see Green Bay struggles to stop the run, but I also hear that the particular interior line matchups may play in Green Bay's favor. Otherwise, the DBs have to cover their tails off today. We'll be challenged deep for completions and big PI penalties. Let's come down with a couple of them. That's Rob and Oakland always has some really good stuff to say, and uh, that's, that's, that's the keys right there. That really is good Good, uh, good keys to victory. Got to take care of the ball. Got to establish the run game. And the secondary has got to work their tail off. If not, 
It could be a long day at the office. Uh, Keith and Sonora said keys to win the game, score touchdowns, wrap the legs, score touchdowns, and wrap the legs. That's Keith and Sonora. So basically can't, can't let these guys miss all these tackles. They're, the last game, man, they, they missed so many tackles. And that's just going back to the other texture saying fundamentals, you know, blocking, tackling, silly penalties, turnovers. Those are all fundamentals. That's nothing complex. That's nothing just, you know, oh, man, you're getting out scheme. No, the scheme is just go tackle. Go make a play. Don't have stupid penalties. Block. Maintain your block for a couple seconds. Give the guys chances. That's the frustrating thing is that the chances just aren't there because, well, again, the fundamentals aren't being had. Really good stuff. Definitely appreciate those texts. Uh, you can always hit us up as well at 702-365-9200. Let, you know, let us know what your thoughts are as well. I mentioned earlier when we had Vinny Bonsignor on that he had a chance to catch up with rookie tight end Michael Mayer in the Raiders locker room. Wanted to let, make sure you uh, got an opportunity to hear that conversation as Vinny believes that there's a good chance that uh, Michael Mayer is going to start to be u- utilized in the passing game, which would be something nice to see. So let's go, uh, let's go into the Raiders locker room and hear from the rookie tight end, Michael Mayer. What were your expectations, you know, uh, coming into your NFL career? And, I mean, when, as you thought about things, you know, with, with it's a little bit of a slow start. That's not you uh-huh. know, unusual. I've looked at numbers, and it's not unusual at all. But, but, but for you, thinking that and hoping that you're going to make the immediate, immediate impact. Yeah, I think it was safe to say I kind of wanted to come in with no expectations. I wanted to come in and try to be the best player, be the best version of myself, help the team as much as I can. Um, and, you know, for me, I think everything else will fall into place. So, you know, I'm at the point now where um, I'm feeling really comfortable with the offense. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm really becoming friends with everybody on the team. Um, there's some good camaraderie. And, um, you know, when it happens, it happens. So um, I'm just going to keep trying to, you know, play as hard as I can, do, do the things I can do, and, you know, whatever happens after that happens. What's the biggest <clears throat> challenge of understanding the offense, would you say? Knowing what to do. <laughs> um, no, I think you got to know what to do, but then you got to know what everyone else is doing too. Right. You know, that's that can be a challenge sometimes. Um, so I've definitely been studying a lot, and um, you know, really trying to understand the the offense, break it down a little bit, make it a little bit more simple. Um, so so that's been that. And I know that um, you know rewatching games, there's times where in the pass game you have to come in and block, help block, uh, takes you away from uh, the pass game. Yep. Um, I'm not going to say that that's frustrating at all because that's part of your job. Yeah. But did you kind of expect that that was going to be the case yeah that's what they're asking me to do that's what i'm going to do you know uh it's as easy as that it's you know what if it's third down they need me blocking i'm going to block i'm going to pass pro i'm going to do anything they ask me to do i'm going to chip i'm going to go to the flats i'm going to jam here jam here whatever they're asking me to do i'm going to do um i'm going to try to do it at 110 percent effort and uh you know the best the best i can do it lastly uh it feels like there's might be a little bit more intentionality about getting you involved are you, are you ready for that are you ready to to accept that kind of responsibility? 100%. 100%. Um, I'm definitely ready for it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go out there and kind of show everybody what I can do. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. I think, you know, my, my tight ends coach is excited. I think the tight end room is excited. The offense is excited. I think some things are really going to start coming together for us right. um, as a team. So I'm really excited about that. Thank you, man. Yeah. Michael Mayer right there with Vinny Boston. You're inside the Raiders locker room. Just one of the many players that we had an opportunity to catch up with. Vinny caught up with Michael. Uh, we both caught up with Amik Robertson. I caught up with Trayvon Merrick. You'll hear from uh, those guys a little bit later on in the show. Also, 2.30, Lisa Salters from ESPN. She'll be on the sidelines this evening for Monday Night Football. She'll join the show as well to kind of give you an overall breakdown of Packers and Raiders uh, as we look ahead and get ready for, as I mentioned, Monday Night Football coming up at 3 o'clock. 
We'll have JT the Brick and Eric Allen live from Allegiant Stadium from the Coors Light Landing. They'll have the official pregame show that will lead you all the way up to kickoff. Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy on the call at 5 o'clock. And, well, then it's on. Then it's on and popping, and then we'll be back tomorrow, same normal time, 2 o'clock, to see what we're talking about. Are we talking about a win? Are we talking about handing out game balls? Or are we talking about a four-game losing streak? And hopefully we are not talking about the latter, a four-game losing streak. That's the last thing we want to come in and have to talk about on tomorrow's show. So hopefully the Raiders are able to handle their business, stop this losing streak, and, and uh, make it do what it do and make Raider Nation at least proud for one day. Let's go out to the phone line. Speaking of Raider Nation, at 702-365-9200. Raider Rowe, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, what's happening, Q? Chilling, man, chilling. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, dude. I'm tired of being all down and stuff, man. It's Monday Night <laughs> Football, brother. I'm all pumped up, man. You know what? Tonight game is our kid right game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, tonight, yeah, yeah. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it right tonight, baby. And we're going to start a roll. That's what I'm feeling. I had a dream. I had <laughs> a dream tonight, tonight, brother. Let's all go, there you go. Raider Rowe fired up. He said he had a dream, man. He's doing his best MLK impersonation. He said, I had a dream. So, that's hey, whatever it takes, man. If it takes your dream for the team to get a victory, I'm with it. I am good with it, man. Definitely appreciate that. Really good stuff. Uh, Ravi hit us up on Twitter at rnr 920 am at Q254. He said, Q, key to the game, spread the field vertically and horizontally and go with the quick passing game. Force Packers to cover all of your skill players. That goes back to spreading the ball around. you got to protect the ball if you're going to do that as well. Got to protect the ball, and I think that that really happens. You can spread the ball around. You can uh, you know, challenge everyone vertically and horizontally, but you've got to have some form of the run game going too. If you don't, then it's easy for them just to key in on what you're doing, and they have really good pass rushers. That's one thing that the Packers do. They have guys that can get after the quarterback, so you want to try to slow those guys down keep them honest, and the only way to keep them honest is having a healthy dose of the run game as well. Let's go out to EPA, man. Let's talk to our guy James in East Palo Alto. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Q? What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Chilling. How you doing? Good, man. As much as you out, I'll be. I've, I'm, I've been listening to uh, Lockdown Raiders for like a bit, and man, you do a great job, bro. I just want to start with that. Appreciate it. Uh, like you heard, I'm from ETA. Just want to shout out Devonte, my boy. You know, hopefully he does great today against his old team. Uh, I'm excited for the game. I know a lot of Raider Nation is, you know, they're probably just overthinking a little bit. I know we haven't shown out, but I just want to see the offense click tonight, man. If anything, the O line. I just want to see Josh Jacobs go ham. And uh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. And honestly, in my opinion, man, Van Roden and Luminor ain't, ain't the answer. But yeah. know, we gotta we got to roll with the punches, man. We just got to see what we got to do tonight. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And, yeah, uh, hopefully Devontae has a big-time game, and I expect him to. You know, he's going up against his old team, so that's a little bit extra motivation. Not that he's going to be, you know, super fired up just because it's his old team. But it's always a little something-something when you're, you know, you're playing against your, your, your former, right? It's kind of like. It's kind of like when you're showing out with your new girl, right? And, and you know that your old girl's around, and you're like, oh, yeah, she's about to see me at home, girl. I'm about to show up. Oh, I'm, I'm the only one who does that? Okay, never mind. <laughs> so that's just a me thing then. Never mind. All right, well, you know, hey, what are you going to do? But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's hopefully – Hopefully it'll be a really good night for Devontae. I know him and Jair will, you know, square up a few times at least. So uh, that, that'll work. So, we, yeah, man, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how that shakes out. 1.46 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, uh, get to Mitch in New Jersey. Plus we'll hear from Trayvon Merrick in the Raiders locker room as we close out hour number two of the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Just got this note 
From the Raiders, they tweeted out, we've activated cornerback Tyler Hall and cornerback Troy Pride Jr. from the practice squad. So they're up on the 53-man roster, which makes a lot of sense, knowing that Nate Hobbs is out, knowing that Marcus Epps is a little bit banged up, Ja'Korian Bennett's a little bit banged up, dealing with a hamstring and a shoulder injury. So there's that. So you may see a healthy dose of Tyler Hall, which, look, going into this, to the season, even in the preseason, we talked a lot about Tyler Hall and what he could bring to the table, and especially in that slot position. He did well for the Raiders in a limited uh, capacity last year, so maybe all of a sudden he's able to step up and be that guy to fill the void that Nate Hobbs has left. And, again, I think that's a big deal just because the tackling. The tackling has been so shoddy when it comes to the Raiders in the last couple of games that they need someone that can get guys to the ground. I mean, it's just that simple. And so Troy Pride Jr. is also being brought up. Uh, so look for those guys to be out there in some kind of capacity. Uh, the Raiders are a little bit banged up, but so are the Packers, and nobody feels sorry for you anyway. So it doesn't matter. But uh, there you go, a little bit of roster update. Uh, coming up, we'll still hear from Trayvon Merrick, Amik Robertson, both in the Raiders locker room, and Lisa Salters will join us at 2.30 from ESPN. She'll be on the sidelines for uh, tonight's game, Raiders-Packers Allegiant Stadium. Let's go out to the phone line zones, talk to our guy Mitch in New Jersey. Mitch, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? How we doing? Luckiest guy in the world. I'm in Trenton here. I'm kind of like lost. This guy found me instead of me finding his place. Anyway, <laughs> my grandson is uh, getting bigger. My grandson is getting bigger. He's fighting cocoa last month. But anyway, um, great weekend, sports. Pac-12 did great. Caleb Williams had his worst game. Still going to win at Heisman. I just hope Michael May could play like these Titans that we saw last night, uh, Kittles. I just thought we would be getting. And who's quarterback? Is it Jimmy? Or Aiden. Jimmy, Jimmy will be the starter. Jimmy will be the quarterback. Jimmy's son? Oh, Jimmy? Huh? Yeah, Jimmy. Okay, so I, I, I got chances either way. It's going to be a good game. Um, I, don't think, I don't think we're going to – defense will be weak on both sides. So it should be a good game. Thanks again, buddy. All right, thanks for the call. Be safe out there, my man. I do appreciate you. Let's hustle back out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to our guy, Raider Dave in Denver. Welcome to the show, Raider Dave. What's on your mind? How's it going? It's going, man. I'm blessed. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. And uh, Mitch can say what he wants about USC, but they almost lost to my hometown Wildcats, man. <laughs> my, my, cats, my cats are playing tough. I can't wait to see them in Boulder and see what they got for prime time. There you go. Don't shake them. Uh, I think the Pac-D is susceptible to the run game, so it's a Josh Jacobs fest to set up the pass. But hopefully with some motion that tests the D and moves the linebackers. I mean, if the pac floods the A-gap like others have to stop Jacobs, then it's tight end time. Let's go, Mayor. He needs to be involved. The stretch, you know, the field, Tucker needs to have plays. Renfro needs to have plays. Adams will get his just like Jacoby does. But I think if they win the turnover battle and the time of possession, put pressure on Love, this should be a 31-27 win. Ooh, there it is. Calling your shot, 31-27. Great stuff. I would love to see the Silver and Black put up 31 points. I might do a damn cartwheel if they put up 31 points. I mean, I'm not a gymnast. I can't really do that. But in my mind, I'll do it. And it'll look good. In my mind, the cartwheel will be perfect. But, you know, if I really tried to execute it, nah. I'd probably end up breaking my neck, so we don't want to do that. <laughs> right? I don't want to try to explain that one to the folks at the job. Q, how come you can't come in? Well, because my dumb self thought I could do cartwheels. That's worse than getting pushed in the small of the back by Vegas Jess while we're trying to run football drills outside the street, right? I mean, I know that I can do that. I know I can't do cartwheels, so if I try to do a cartwheel and I break my neck, then, yeah, that's 100% on me. I couldn't even blame that one 
on Vegas Jets. But, uh, yeah, that would be good, man, to see the Raiders get the run game going, put up some points. Uh, 31 points would be music to my ears. It really would. If the Raiders score 30 points, man, there's a great chance that they win that game, especially since the Packers don't really score a lot in the first half, at least so far. Coming up next, we'll kick off hour number three of the show from Oyo, the Underground Lounge with Radio Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.